Rejection is a reality that will occur from the cradle to the grave. Either you have gone through it, you're currently going through it, or you will face rejection. And it's a revolving door. It will continue to happen. Since that's a reality, let's uncover the roots of rejection on 15 Minutes of Shame and discuss rejecting rejection. Let's talk about it. Today is about the power of you. We can be whatever we dream. You're locked into another episode of 15 Minutes of Shame. Each week, we'll help you rebuild your life one brick at a time by addressing real life issues from a practical and biblical perspective. I had to believe in myself like never before. This is the Shame Free Radio Show. Finding the solution to become the greatest. And now your host, minister, author, grief and trauma support specialist, Dr. Ronald Zion Rose. Ladies and gentlemen, this is it. Good evening, good evening, good morning, good night, wherever you are from coast to coast around the globe. You're locked inside of another installment of 15 Minutes of Shame on the Shame Free Life Radio. And I am your host, Ronald Zahn. And it's such a pleasure and an honor uh, to be back with you, uh, Shame Free Life family, once again for 15 Minutes of Shame. Uh, but first, I definitely want to give a, a quick shout out as well as a salute uh, to uh, a comrade in the gospel, Dr. Cheryl Richardson, who happens to be an apostle. She stopped in uh, uh, on last week. She stopped by the Shane Free Life radio station and uh, she gave us some jewels uh, to live by. She gave us some words to thrive by as it relates to domestic violence. And I'm, I received uh, so much positive feedback as it relates to last week's show. And once again, I just want to thank her for, for stopping by and, and, and blessing everyone uh, with all the tools that we need uh, to uh, help us rebuild our lives one brick at a time. Certainly follow her on social media and see all of the great things that she is a part of that she is instituting uh, as it relates to Judah's Roar uh, Ministries uh, right there in the community. So let's jump into it. Uh, rejecting rejection. Uh, rejection is something that will happen uh, as as the segue alluded to. It's something that is unavoidable. Uh, as a matter of fact, it is so common as a code that we do all that we can to avoid rejection. Rejection does not feel good. Uh, rejection is something that causes a lot of anxiety. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, on the extreme end of rejection, it comes, uh, we have to look at also self-rejection and the fear of rejection because there is a fear of being reject rejected that paralyzes us if we're not careful. There's so many different feelings and there's so many different moving parts when it comes to rejection. For instance, you probably can just remember uh, as a youth, uh, not being picked or being last picked on the basketball court, on the football field, uh, the volleyball court, being a cheerleader, jumping rope, playing with your friends, etc. That is rejection. And oftentimes that type of rejection, which is common, everybody goes through it it will begin to morph or spill into our young adult life as well as adult life. And 
when we encounter other forms and types of rejection along the way, this journey of life that we're traveling, we oftentimes will take every rejection that we have ever encountered and place it all into one gumbo. But every rejection is not the same. They may have similarities, but they are completely different. But when when we are dealing with rejection to the best of our ability with the tools that we have, oftentimes, and I know I'm not by myself, we will place everything in the same category. And so this produces an anxiety. This produces or can produce uh, a form of depression. This can produce jealousy. Well, why is so-and-so, you know, uh, moving along in life? Or why did this happen to them and not me? You know, well, what's wrong with me? We begin to uh, self-evaluate ourselves in, in, in such a devaluing sense. Rejection can also produce sorrow from uh, the grief or from the depression. But most importantly, out of all of this, it can produce an anger that can easily transform into rage. That can easily transform into violence. Uh, hence, uh, last week's segment with Dr. Cheryl Richardson as it relates to domestic violence, whether it's violence that's domestic, road rage violence, you know, Capitol Hill violence, you know, racial violence. You can put any type of tag or label that you want on it. But oftentimes it, it, it comes down to one being rejected and not dealing with the rejection. But the, now the rejection begins to deal with him or her. And now they become angry about the rejection. And, and the next time that this happened, I'm going to do such and such. And oftentimes they do it. You know, in dealing with rejection, it has such a paralyzing effect that sometimes it prohibits us not only from moving forward in life to accomplish our purpose, but we begin to now discount ourselves as it relates to who we are individually. Classic example, social media. It's a double edged sword. But oftentimes there is such a hunger and such a thirst for being uh, light in social media that we would take it to such extremities that if I don't receive X amount of likes on this post, something is wrong with me. If no one is commenting on my post, then something is wrong with me. If I don't gain you know, 2000 followers like she's gaining. Well, what's wrong with me? I only have 250 followers and she has 2000 followers and she's talking about nothing. She's always on there, uh, you know, posting selfies and, and all. So this type of jealousy, which is, again, one of the components of rejection, we begin to see it even in social media, our response to social media. And we begin to devalue ourselves because of what someone else is doing. That person that's taking a selfie, a selfie in front of that Maserati. Do you realize that they at a dealership? That person that's posting a picture 
and, you know, in, in, in so-called uh, Belize or Costa Rica, that really they're in Charleston, South Carolina. So uh, not saying that that's always the case, but that could possibly be the case that some people are just perpetrating a fraud because they have low self-esteem and low self-worth and they need the likes. And so they get the likes on the premise that they are where they say that they are or they are who they say that they are. And because of our own rejection that is unaddressed and we have not dealt with it, we begin to look at them and we begin to measure ourselves by them. And even the word of God says that it's not wise for us to measure ourselves among ourselves. And I think that, uh, you know, one of the wonderful things I love about this platform, uh, uh, 15 minutes of shame on the shame free life radio is that what we talk about real life, real issues, that there is a biblical solution for it. And I can't think of one who has uh, endured the most vehement violence, violent and vilest forms of rejection than the Messiah himself, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus. And I really believe that he has uh, given us the blueprint, the template and the technique on how to overcome rejection when, not if, when it crosses our path, it, I, I want to quote something uh, from uh, from this Dr. DeWall from Psychological Science, uh, the, the 2011 issue. Uh, and this is what was stated. People who routinely feel excluded have poor sleep quality and their immune systems don't function as well as those of people with strong social connections. Now we begin to see how rejection not only will affect your emotional, emotional health, your cognition, but also your physical well-being. So this is serious business as it relates to rejection. You know, oftentimes, you know, we are placing our value in the hands of others, if, if we're completely honest, because of rejection. Uh, whether you were, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, had to endure a divorce, whatever the case may be. Now, oftentimes we begin to look at that situation and assess our own self-worth when when in actual actuality had nothing to do with us. We take ownership of so much. That is not our responsibility, nor is it your cross to bear. It was another person's decision and another person's choice that they have the power to make. But you and I also have a power that God has given us. We have a power to either receive rejection or reject rejection. And we're going to talk about some remedies in just a few moments. But let's just dive deeper into into the rejection. You know, I, I think that, you know, when we look at rejection and a person not liking you, a person not supporting you or a person that has have done something to you, a person may have been a romantic relationship, not choosing you, but I'm going to choose her or I'm not going to choose you. I'm going to choose him. Uh, whatever the case may be, that oftentimes 
we carry the burden of another person's choice to the grave. I challenge each and every one of you, of course, we can't do it in coronavirus season. But if, in fact, if things were like they used to be, if you had the ability to go to any assistant living facility, any nursing home, if you had the, the ability to speak to someone in a hospice state, they could care less about being rejected because they understand that they have less time in front of them and they have more time behind them. And perhaps this individual is not dealing with the reality or the pain of rejection, but they're dealing with the reality and the pain of regret. Die today. I'm going to, I am going to repeat that again. That person is not dealing with what you and I are dealing with. The reality of rejection and the pain of it, the sorrow, the jealousy, the depression that comes along with it, the anxiety, the fear of rejecting or either rejecting myself. Because if I believe over and over again that, you know, I am unworthy, I'm not valued or I'm not valuable, then that lie, not only will I believe, but I will become. So now I reject myself. And so this is what causes one to 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 uh, in the midst of getting their hair done by a stylist, professional, professional stylist or not, that they will go and grab Gorilla Glue. And this is no shame whatsoever or shade being thrown. I love my sister, whoever she may be. But to take Gorilla Glue and put it in your hair because there are some deep seated issues that are there as it relates to one's self-esteem and the fear of being rejected because you understand the past pain of how it feels to be rejected. But let's go back to hospice, assisted living, nursing facilities or nursing home. Those individuals there are not thinking about what you and I are thinking about as it relates to the pain of rejection because they are focused on with the little bit of time that they have on this planet in this dispensation they're focused not on the rejection but they're focused on the regret if you could sit down and speak to someone About rejection. Well, yeah, that happened. But, you know, I'm not really concerned with that. I don't have too many days here. I'm concerned with how much time I lost. In thinking about the rejection. Meditating on the rejection. Believing the rejection. Operating my life according to the rejection. And then ultimately becoming the rejection. I'm pretty sure that many of those senior citizens or individuals that are young like you and I that are on life support would say, I wish that I had someone to reject me because I'm getting ready to slip out of this reality into eternity. 
And what happened to me, who did what they did to me, those who scandalized my name or those those people who believe the lie about me, I'm not concerned about that more so than all of the time that I invested concerning that. Tomorrow is not promised. And so I regret that I spent five days, five months, five years, 15 years, 25 years of my life, a quarter of a century in meditating on and becoming the rejection. All of that time that I invested, I actually wasted. And I could have been so much more. I could have done so much more with my life. I could have gone so much further with the life that I wish that I had right now. But I invested it unwisely into a bankrupt system called rejection. Now, there are also rejections that are not really rejections. They're what I would call a false alarm, a false alarm rejection. False alarm rejections are what seem to be or appear to be rejections when they really are not. What do you mean, Ronald Zion? Okay, well, I'm glad you asked. Let's talk about it. Here is a false alarm rejection. Um, Miss Smith, you uh, we uh, we we are hiring right now, but we're going to kind of hold off on all of the applicants right now. Uh, and of course, you are one of the applicants and um, we will get back in contact with you once uh, we make the necessary changes with the company. And uh, we're going to resume um with the, the interviewing process as it relates to this position. Well, one can think if they're struggling with rejection, battling with rejection and the anxiety or the fear of rejection, that that is rejection. Okay. You don't want me. Okay. I'm not good enough. No, no, no. That's a false alarm rejection because you were not rejected. So you cannot take that false alarm rejection and put it over here in this, in these mountain of rejections or this gumbo of rejections that have happened to you in your past. This is not really a rejection. This is just a pause. Let's take a look at another, another example. Okay. You may be, you know, dating someone, et cetera, et cetera. And, 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 you know, some, some, some things have, 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 have arisen out of the, 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 uh, the connection that you have with this individual, you know, um, this individual may have lost their job, um, dealing with a bankruptcy, whatnot. Okay. Well, listen, you know, things are really going haywire right now. Let's just kind of just fall back right now because I've got to get some things uh, under wraps. I've got to get a new focus and 
listen, let's let's just kind of just 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 give me some time to get this situation together. Well, we used to spend, you know, Monday through Friday together. So so I mean, what's going on? Oh, oh, you don't want me? Is it somebody else? Rejection. Now, just because Jojo cheated on you or just because Linda slept with your best friend, sir, this right here has nothing to do with that. So, but it's easy because rejection is, is, is so pervasive in, 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 in our, in our uh, cognitive ability to recall that even when we look at a pause or a false alarm, that's being viewed through our lenses as being rejected. So it's easy now to take this pause, this false uh, alarm of rejection and now place it in the same category of being rejected. Okay, well, here we go again. I just can't trust them. Here we go again. I knew it was only a matter of time. It must be somebody. Oh, oh, oh they, uh, it must be somebody else. Oh, they don't want me for this position, even though I'm qualified. Here we go again. I'm, I'm just so tired of this. I'm just sick of this. Rejection and the symptoms of it based on a false alarm or a pause. Now, with all that being said, how many of us see ourselves in these situations? But it's an easy fix. And what I love about the Lord is that he gives us the blueprint to succeed. And I really believe and I'm so grateful for those many pastors that are out there really dealing with it. But I I really believe that if we had more real talk and real dialogue like we have in here, 15 minutes of shame. That 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 there will be not just enlightenment, but there will be an empowerment that will come out of this particular issue that now we can take our power back. So let's talk about some remedies. Okay, I hear you talking about rejection. Rejection is going to come. And and, and there's nothing I can do about it. So let's talk about what do I do? You know, uh, you know, when, when you go into Barnes and Nobles or <laughs> any other type of bookstore, the library, et cetera, online, Amazon, um, there are so many self-help books, self-help this, self-help that. And, and, and you know, and, and they have their place in, and many of them are wonderful. But how about a how-to book? How do I overcome rejection? I don't like the feeling of being rejected. I don't like being rejected. I did not sign up for this. I, you know, I extend myself. I extend the olive branch time and time again. But who wants to deal with this type of rejection? So what do I do? Well, let's talk about some remedies. Number one. Expect rejection. Expect rejection. Rejection will come. Ready or not, it is coming. When we have an expectation that rejection will come. Now, I didn't say a paranoia. There's a distinct difference between being paranoid and on edge as it relates to or having an anxiety about or a fear of rejection coming. As opposed to having an understanding. An expectation That rejection will come when you have an expectation or when you expect rejection, 
you're not caught off guard. You may be kind of caught off guard in the very moment, but then you begin to remember. And you know what? <laughs> Rejection is going to come. So why am I even tripping? It's, it, you know, it, it's inevitable. I can't stop it. Number two, understanding rejection versus redirection. Number two, understanding rejection versus redirection. You know, oftentimes we ought to thank the most high Yah for rejection. Because if you begin to think, if we begin to think that 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 we were on a path and we were doing good. But just like Apostle Paul said, you did run well, but who hindered you? We were hindered along the way. We were distracted along the way. And from the path that we were on, we veer off to the uh, we veer off to the left or to the right in the fork of the road and went down another path that was not designed for us. And we picked up some hitchhikers along the way. And one of the hitchhikers is or was rejection. And rejection will have you going northeast northeast when you need to go southwest. Rejection will have you going in a completely different direction that you're not supposed to go in, that you're not supposed to travel, that has nothing to do with your purpose, that has nothing to do with your, your destiny. And so you will reach a destination or I will reach a destination if we're not careful. That was never purpose or designed for us by almighty God. Yeah. And so oftentimes a rejection is basically a redirection to now place you back on the path that you were on before you were distracted. Before you were derailed. So oftentimes we have to or we have to embrace the reality or assess. Okay, now this rejection from him, this rejection from her, this rejection from them, this rejection from this system. Is this a rejection that I should look negatively at? Or is this a redirection? I should praise the most high and think positively, positively concerning. It's a redirection. So now I have a redirect focus. I have redirection when it comes to my vision. I have redirection when it comes to spending my money and how and how that looks. I have redirection as it relates to my purpose. I have redirection as it relates to whom I will allow in my circle in my life and whom I will reject because it has nothing or they have nothing to do with my overall divine purpose and my blueprint that the Lord has given me. Understanding rejection versus redirection to get us off of a path that have nothing to do with our purpose to place us on a path that is purposeful. Number three, embrace your assigned tribe. Embrace your assigned tribe. Everyone is not meant for you. Everybody's not going to feel you. 
There are people that's not going to like you because of how you look, because you're too light, you're too dark, your hair is too straight, your hair is too kinky, your hair is too curly, your eyes are too brown, your eyes are too green, gray, blue, whatever the case may be. I don't like you because you're tall. I don't like it because you're short. I don't like it because you're articulate. I don't like it because uh, you, because you're always talking about uh, your academics. I don't like you because you got more money than me. I don't like it because you live in a different zip code than me. I don't like it because of how you walk. I don't like I don't like you because of how you dress. There are going to be people that are going to base their perception of you. On their own fragmentation. God today. And you have the choice at that very moment in time. Am I going, am I going to base my my true worth and my value on someone else's perception of me when their perception of me is skewed and fragmented? So understand. And embrace your assigned tribe. You're not called to everyone. Even the Lord himself. Jesus. Yeshua. You know the word says. And we we all know it. We all can quote it. From a youth to an adult. For God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. That whoso, whosoever shall uh, believe in him. Shall not perish. But shall have everlasting life. Yes. The most high gave his best, his son to the world. But guess what? In the same scriptures, it says that he came unto his own and his own received him not. And so that shows me that regardless of people who think that they know you or don't know you around you, etc., that you have an assigned tribe. You have people that are waiting on you. You have people that are waiting for what you are carrying, for what you have. You have people that are assigned to you. You have people that will celebrate you, that will hold you accountable. Uh, uh, you have people that would hold your arms up when you get tired and fatigued. You have people that just believe in you and will support you enough, regardless of the quantity of the people. We're talking about the quality of the people, and that is more than enough for you. But oftentimes we veer out of our assigned tribe, trying to gain more followers, trying to gain more likes, trying to gain more comments because we have not come to the reality of who we are in and of our own selves and believe the valuable uh, qualities that we have to go into other tribes only to get rejected because those tribes don't have it in them to receive you. God today. So it is imperative that each and every one of us understand our tribe, embrace your tribe, Thank the Lord for your tribe and not try to veer into other lanes that you're not called to travel. Let's take a look at number four. Don't compound your rejections. And we talked about that earlier, not compounding the rejections, but compartmentalize the rejection compartmentalize that rejection don't compound it because oftentimes when we compound our rejection and this is what it looks like 
At five years old, you know, uh, I was rejected by my little cousin because he would not play with me. Uh, we had some Star Wars figures and, and he snatched them up and he went across the street and played with another little boy. At age 10, I'm on the football field and and, and, and I wanted to play quarterback, uh, but no one no one selected me to be quarterback. They wanted me to be an offensive lineman. When I was 15, you know, I, I, I stepped to this young lady in, 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 in junior high school or middle school and, and, and asked her for a number. And she said, ew. At age 25, you know, I, I, I applied for this job and, 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 and I was well qualified for it. But they selected someone who was less qualified than I. And so it goes on and on and on. And so we take all of these episodes and your episode can be your own. We take these episodes and we place them into a a gumbo, a pot and mix it up like gumbo. And and, And that becomes very dangerous and toxic because now we begin to look at everyone sideways as opposed to compartmentalizing. Okay, this happened at five. This happened at 16. This happened at 17. This happened at 17 and a half. This happened at 30. Okay, but 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 they all are different. They may have similarities, but they all are different. So I am not going to take what happened to me at 25 and link it to what happened to me at 35 or 45. I refuse to do it because it becomes so overwhelming. As it relates to moving forward in life and having and also having an understanding that each and every episode is different in and of itself. Let's take a look at the final remedy, which is number five. Which we talked about to fear regret. Over the fear of rejection. Fear regret over the fear of rejection. And this is something that many of those in hospice, many of those uh, that are on the cusp of stepping out of time into eternity, wish that they had like you and I more time to do certain things, more time to become certain things, more time to just go out and to just enjoy the birds singing. To hear the water uh, in the brook rushing against the stones, to just to just enjoy the sunlight, to just enjoy a breeze on a mountaintop or on the shoreline, to just enjoy life and to embrace it because they don't have much of it. And when they did have more of it meaning life or time it was spent on reminiscing on what happened to them who did it to them why they did it to them and those people have gone on have moved on have married have children are doing life not thinking about you while you're thinking about them for the 34th year For the 34th month, for the 34th day, for the 34th minute, 
And so it's imperative for us to understand this reality so we can reject rejection because ultimately we have the power to receive rejection or reject rejection because what God has for you is for you. So let's run through it. The remedies once again, number one, to expect rejection. Number two, understanding rejection versus being redirected. Number three, embrace your assigned tribe. Number four, don't compound your rejections. Compartmentalize them. And number five, fear regret over your fear of rejection. Family, this bless me. If y'all don't get anything out of it, I'm getting something out of it for myself. Please like this. Please share this podcast. And uh, if this podcast has been a blessing for you, because we set out to help others rebuild their lives one brick at a time. And this is real talk because this is very personal to us here at Shame Free Life. And uh, if this is a blessing for you, um, you know, just, you know, let us know, you know, follow us on social media. Um, the, the cash app, if, if you feel compelled uh, to give uh, something to this movement, because it's not necessary. It's not just a ministry. This is a movement of us moving out of places where we are stuck to move forward into life, to become all that we can in life. And uh, the cash app is, is dollar sign, the shame free life. That's dollar sign, the shame free life. And uh, until next time, remember, as I say each and every episode, that your life begins when you say so. Thank you for joining us on the Shame Free Life Radio Show. For 15 minutes of shame, follow us on IG and Twitter at Shame Free Life. For information on promoting your business with us, contact us at theshamefreelife at gmail.com. Until next time, your life begins when you say so.